who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Some of you may think a podcast about representation, it's not for me. But if you're a human being, then the podcast Reppin is for you because we all represent something as people. So are you interested in knowing what you have in common with your favorite actors to best-selling authors and leaders in different genres? On Reppin, you'll meet notable people you think you know, You'll see what they show up for, and you'll see what they represent. It's an insightful, feel-good show, hosted by me, Evelyn. So come and take a listen. Reppin is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to All Things Internet, a show where we talk about things we see on the internet that usually have to do with the internet, and Emily tries her darndest to fact-check and research whatever she thinks she should in that moment. I'm Rachel Ballinger. I'm Emily Brostaff. In between us is Blaze Boy, also known as Meat Stick and Stupid Head. And Blaze Arrays. And, oh yeah, Blaze-tifer. Blaze-tifer, I like that one. Uh, hi, welcome. Uh, Emily, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm actually doing pretty good. I woke up not completely sober and now I'm good. Well, we all have our struggles on Fridays. <laughs> I had a good date night with my girlfriend. Aww. We've had two date nights in a row. <gasps> and you have another one tonight? Yeah. What? It's like we like each other. Weird. Romance. Who does that? Healthy people. That's true. <laughs> Wouldn't know what that's like. All right. <laughs> get there, Em. We'll get there. One day more. I'm very musical today. I know. I love it. I'm very happy. I was about to say, you're always musical when you're in a really good mood. It's true. So. Um. I was going to ask you more about how you are, but I actually know that you're probably not the best in the movie. I'm a little bit struggling mentally we're, this morning. This is the only work we're doing today, and then we're yeah. going to go have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to chop some things. Cut some things. Chop? What are we chopping? Your grass. <laughs> Please don't chop my grass. Oh, well, I'm going to chop it. <laughs> I'm going to clean out the gutters. I'm very much looking forward to this. I never thought I'd be one of those like people that enjoys manual labor dude yard work is so much fun it's therapeutic extremely like if i don't have to like actually depend on it like if it's not something that like it's a chore where i'm like oh i gotta go cut the grass but like we're just doing it for funsies it's so fun it's nice because in this household uh, me and abby both like to do yard work and then there's also you who's like can i please come cut your grass so 
it isn't a chore yeah like we all do it so it's not like i do it every single week and i'm like oh okay yeah like abby's down to do it you're down to do it the worst part of yard work is when you're just the picker upper oh like when you just have to pick up the pile of leaves or if you just have to pick up you know the person's tools like when you're a kid helping their dad and the dad's in charge of all the power tools that's no fun no but when you're in charge of the power tools so basically what you have to do every time i'm with you where you let me play and and swing all the power tools and then you clean up the mess yeah but (laughs) it's i get enjoyment from the fact that you're loving it it's so fun because so many people i've people think i'm so weird because i love yard work i'm like no you're doing something with your hands you can see the immediate result. Mm-hmm. You feel good like you did something. Mm-hmm. You made something pretty. Yeah. And you got to use power tools. Yeah. You felt strong. You felt smart. You felt good. So. Yeah. It's a good feeling. I like it. Yeah. So anyway. that's All what right. we're going <coughs> to do. <coughs> <coughs> All right. Let's get into the news today. All Blaze, right. would you like to start? No. Okay. Perfect. I think his favorite thing is when we podcast. Oh, because he gets to sit in our lap. Yeah, both of us. Uninterrupted, yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. Um, okay, let's start off with a bit of light news. Thank God. Um, let's talk about the best celebrity Halloween costumes. Did you see any of them? Um, was it uh, Abigail and Rachel, Butterfly and Butterfly Catcher? That was literally the top of the BuzzFeed list. Figured. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kylie Jenner went as the Bride of Frankenstein. And then on another night, because, you know, celebrities like to dress in multiple costumes for multiple yes. days. She went as the Wicked Witch of the West and crushed it both times. I was, okay, pause momentarily. Yeah. I was looking at, like, the BuzzFeed's list of celebrity costumes and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure these people dressed up and created an entire scenario just for an Instagram picture. Obviously. I don't think they went anywhere in these costumes. They didn't even go to parties in them. I don't think so, no. They literally, it was just like a photo shoot. It was a fun photo shoot where they got to yeah. dress up in a scary outfit or a... Vibes. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it, but I'm like, this is, what Hall- this is what social media has done for Halloween. Yeah. Is it's just turned into who can have the best costume, but you're not doing anything in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe they did. I don't know, but... I really... Like, most of the stuff, I'm like, no one's going out in that. Yeah. Like, that is too outrageous to go to a party in. Like, like, did you see Lizzo? She dressed up as Marge Simpson. I did see that. Her hair was literally as long as her body. And I was like, how is she? Like, you know, she didn't go anywhere in that. No, like, not a chance. Because her, yeah, your neck would have just been like yeah. bobbling the whole night. Both of like our Halloween costume, Butterfly and Butterfly Catcher were like, yeah, we can party in this. Yeah. And then whenever we pass out candy, we've decided to just always dress as a ref and a basketball player. And because it, it's really comfortable. Yeah. And we're just sitting at the house passing out candy. So we don't care. <laughs> oh, burp a dish. Um. So we're like, those are comfortable and vibey, whatever, yeah. cute and coupley. I can't imagine going in like those full out outfits that people wear. Uh uh-uh. uh. And like all the special effects, makeup, and prosthetics they have yeah. on. Like, no. Yeah. I agree. I am pretty sure it's just for Instagram, social media. Which is fine. Yeah. I'm just like, it's so weird how that's shifted throughout the years because right. of social media. Yep. Um, all right. So obviously, well, not obviously. I mean, obvious to us, but JoJo Siwa went as Draco, crushed it um didn't expect it from all of the tiktoks leading up to that never would have guessed she's right. gonna go as draco who who knew um kendall jenner went as jesse from toy story 2 kim kardashian went as mystique did the whole body paint like mystique from oh yeah what's Nick, that you're not uh, x-men x-men yeah the blue body paint yeah she didn't go into a party in that she did <gasps> i appreciate the commitment the hustle and, and the vibes apparently allegedly no one else was dressed up 
So she was just rocking through this party in full blue body paint and no one else was dressed up because I think it was a, if I'm remembering correctly, it was a birthday party, not a Halloween party. And I think she might have gotten a little mixed up because there are photos of her standing in crowds of people at this party and everyone else is like dressed all cute party like and she's just blue. That's. I would be, I would, I would leave. I would be beyond embarrassed. Well, at that point, the paparazzi already saw her like getting out of the car. So it's more embarrassing. Just you got to own it at that point. Yeah, I guess. You just got to roll with it. Um, wow. Her assistants got in trouble. Someone got fired. Someone got fired. Yeah. And I'm so surprised Chris Jenner didn't order a bunch of costumes and make everyone change into oh, costumes. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, well, and then Heidi Klum, who's like known queen of Halloween. She, oh, okay. I didn't know this. Oh, that's like her whole thing is every Halloween. She comes up with the most outlandish, expensive, intricate Halloween costume she possibly can. Like she's unrecognizable every year. That's her thing. And this year we were expecting something huge. She came as a worm, but like (laughs) it took them weeks to build this prosthetic worm (laughs) costume. She came. A worm, a like slimy, bulgy, brown worm. It I was, need to see a picture. It was, um, I'm just going to show you so I can get your reaction right now. Um, it was. Who's like, I want to be a worm. I mean, I'm down for it. Oh. I love the commitment, but a worm. Oh, are you ready for this? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Her face. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what that I saw people doing close ups of that and I didn't know what it was. Uh huh. That's her. Heidi Klum, a giant worm, like a seven foot tall worm. How is anyone supposed to know it's her? Because it's Heidi Klum and she makes it known. Hold on. I have to look up what Heidi Klum normally looks like. Hot. Heidi Klum. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. She's an attractive human being. Oh, she, I love yeah. that she was like, I'm going to be the ugliest thing I can That's think of. That's what she does for Halloween. Yeah. I love that. It's legend. So most people go the opposite. Oh, they try and look sure. way hotter. And she's like, I'm already as hot as it can get. Right. Let's switch it up. But no, just worm. Like, she's laying down on the ground. Yeah. And like shuffling her feet. And like, yeah, it was good. Where was that too? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure. I swear I'm getting like a little cold. Um, no, no. I know. Um, no, no. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> I just, I'm going to say I just slept with my mouth open last night. I slept with my mouth open last night. So my throat's a little dry. Did you have braces as a kid? No. Did you? Yeah. Is that why you sleep with your mouth open? Yeah, apparently. Because it like I it shifted my jaw wrong. And oh. I now have a deviated septum. And oh. now I can't sleep without my mouth gaping open like a mummy screaming for its life. <laughs> And I feel really bad for Abby. She says every morning she wakes up, looks over and goes, oh, <laughs> I love her. And then gets out of bed. And then I hear her get up and I immediately close my mouth. Just to remind herself. Yes. Pull up a list of like, it is a scary thing to see every single morning. I look over and I know I'm going to see it. Oh. And I still get scared because I'm like, <gasps> oh, God, I only sleep with my mouth open like once or twice a week. And it's when I'm in a deep sleep and I happen to roll over onto my back. Oh, I love sleeping on my back. And that's when it happens the most. Mm. And Abby's like, I don't understand. Your whole body will be twisted, but your face will be straight up. And I'm like, I just, and I think it's because my deviated tip. And that's how I get the most air. Okay. That makes sense. And then when you're laying like this, your jaw is just going to go. Yeah. But my jaw, I've noticed I push it out and then down. 
Oh no. We're uh-huh. going to work on that. <laughs> I want to. I want, I've like, I tried wearing tape as I slept. Oh no. And there's also like a lot of things online. I've looked this up. Hi, I'm hijacking this podcast. Um, <laughs> I've looked up online. Like you can train your body to breathe through your nose again. You literally just have to wear tape over your mouth 24 <sighs> seven. And so like when I'm sitting and editing, I should wear tape on my mouth. But I talk so much. And also, I'm vlogging all the time. I'm doing Vlogmas, where I vlog every single day and post every single day from November 1st to January 1st. Please subscribe to my vlog channel, Miss R. Baller. Thank you. Um, (laughs) That was good. Thank you. Uh, So, like, if I've tried to, but I end up taking the tape on and off, like, 60 times in a a freaking hour. Right. And it's... I have no time. And then also, I'm like, what's scarier? Abby looking over and seeing a mummy screaming? Or me look like I'm suffocating with tape over my mouth? I'm going... God. And then I usually end up ripping it off in the middle of the night in my sleep, and I don't realize it. All right, I'm just going to walk around with a squirt bottle from now on, and when I see your mouth open... for the love of God, please just spray me like a freaking cat trying to get on the counter. Yeah, exactly. I'm down. All right, tell me other costumes. Sorry. Um, okay, so <gasps> I'm going as a mummy next year. Can I continue? <laughs> Love it. Okay, so the uh, sorry, Blaze has readjusted, and therefore I have to readjust. Um, so mm, of course it wouldn't be Halloween without some celebrity getting in trouble for their costume. So people cannot be good. <laughs> yeah, it was it was questionable. So Billie Eilish hot seat oh she's young she's young um so for some background Billie eilish and jesse rutherford who's um in the band group the neighborhood Mm -hmm. um they're they were rumored to be dating after they were spotted coming out of a haunted house like holding hands and so like paparazzi went wild with that but then it was kind of confirmed because they were spotted basically making out outside of this restaurant after i saw those photos yeah after a date night um, and people are not too happy with the relationship because Jesse is 31 and Billy's only 19. And so he's 31. He's 31. As a 31 year old. Yeah. I, have, I don't look at a 19 year old and uh, go, uh, yeah, that's nice. Uh, I look at them and go, you're a child. Where are your manners? <laughs> yeah. I think that's an appropriate response. Like I'm 30 and 19 year old is like baby. Like, that's, that's a, a baby. baby. Yeah. That is a baby to me. Yeah. And as it should be. Yeah. Because their brains are literally not formed all the way. Yeah. Men have ceviche. We call it ceviche brain in our group. Like it's still mush oh. until they're like 25. Yeah. And then women still haven't fully matured yeah. yet. Like that's why it's like the drinking age is like higher. It's like right. your brain isn't fully developed. Yeah. And they haven't gone through the same life experiences. Mm-mm. They're still extremely manipulatable. Manip- 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 manipulatable. Manipulatable, manipulated, malleable. <laughs> I too have ceviche brain, but it's just it's not a it, it's legal, but yeah, it's not. It, yeah, it's questionable. Well, someone tweeted out. They said Billie Eilish cannot legally drink, and Jesse has known her since she was fifteen and was alive during the Bush era. Gotta love Holly weird. And then another person tweeted out and said, 20 is still young enough to be vulnerable to power dynamics when dating someone in their 30s. That's what I was trying to say. They're manipulatable. Uh, Yep. Valuable. Meldable. Um, Moldable? And so obviously, Billy and Jesse have seen all of this hate going around online because it's it's all over her Instagram comments, all over his, all over Twitter. And so they thought it would be funny to kind of mm, push back at the hate with their Halloween costume. And so... 
Billy went dressed up as a baby. No, don't say he went dressed up as an old man. And he went dressed up as an that's, old man. That's making fun of that's not of okay. pedophilia. Yeah, pedophilia. And yeah. like saying that like statutory is okay. It was it was a choice. It was the wrong choice. It was the wrong choice. So that's that's who messed up this Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm, I'm not on board. No, me neither. That's not my vibe. It wasn't cute. It wasn't cute. Not my vibe. Yeah. Um. Before this next one, do we need to check? Oh, we do. We do need to check to see if we have a sponsor for today. Sponsor. Sponsor. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs, and I'm Kristen Russo, and together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Was I supposed to say something? You normally go, continue. Oh, continue. Thank you. Um, okay, so Caitlyn Jenner really done messed up this week. Um, uh, what'd she do now? Yeah, so as we all know, Caitlyn Jenner, who is Kylie and Kendall Jenner's parent, I'm still unclear whether we are going with mom or dad, so I'm just going to use parent. Um, is well, smart of you. Yeah. So Caitlyn Jenner is a transgender woman, male to female. Um, and we should also all be aware that despite being transgender, Caitlyn is also a raging homophobic Republican, Republican. Trump supporter. So, you know, cool. Um, How? I don't understand. Because, because she's never had, she's had her own struggles. But I think it's genuinely like, she doesn't go through the normal struggles of like an average person. Yeah. That's why like it's very common for white middle class people to not vote because nothing affects them. So yes. they're like, why would I vote? Politics don't matter. Well, just because it doesn't affect you does not mean it's not affecting everyone else. Correct. So yeah. So if she wasn't already shameful enough, um, she got into huge trouble this week after making pretty disgusting and hateful comments towards one of TikTok's most beloved creators. Um, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing this correctly. It's Dylan. I want to say Mulvaney. And if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, let me know in the comments. Um, and if you don't know who Dylan is, you should go check out her TikTok. It's just at Dylan Mulvaney. And um, basically, Dylan has been, I want to say for over a year now, documenting kind of vlog style on her TikTok account, her transformation from male to female. Yeah. Um, and it's really like it's educational. I love those. Oh, same. Um, she talks about her struggles, her high points, her low points, like questions she has. She collaborates a lot. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's a very wholesome TikTok account where like people can go and learn about this stuff. And also like everyone's getting to know and love her. Yeah. And that's something that like a lot of people don't know someone going through this, this that like some transition like that and have a lot of questions, but also know like you it's no it's no one's job to teach you those things. Yeah. So it's really cool to have that that person being willing to answer those questions and be so open and stuff and so we can learn super open yeah yeah that's cool yeah so well because dylan's been going viral on tiktok um one of her videos was discovered by a tennessee republican senator named marcia blackburn who shared uh one of dylan's tiktoks well a couple of her tiktoks um because Dylan was basically posting this story time about how she went to the mall and like she sorry immediately she went to the moon in 1969 sorry um and she dresses like in dresses and skirts and pants like she wears whatever she wants but she dresses very feminine 
And she was telling the story time about how she went to the mall that people kept staring directly at her crotch because she is in the middle of transitioning. And so it can be noticeable to some people. And so what I'm getting from the story time is some people notice that um, perhaps she was transitioning and was like staring to try and figure out or oh, like come on yeah relax and so she she posted this story time and but was like was pretty upbeat about it and was like you know it happens but like was just sharing what happened yeah. well the senator from tennessee ended up tweeting out this tiktok and said dylan mulvaney joe biden and radical left-wing lunatics want to make this absurdity normal so that was like not cool. And then Caitlyn Jenner decided to just hop in on the action and uh, responded to the senator's tweet by saying he, as in referring to Dylan. Misgendering. Misgendering Dylan said he is talking about his penis. Like, because, because Dylan keeps saying my crotch. Because. Why? What was the point of tweeting that? Um, to just insert herself in business. That doesn't matter. Oh, well, because. She's basically being transphobic and she's saying yeah, she misgendered. And then a lot of I, I know that people transitioning who have body parts they don't want, don't want to talk about them. Right. Because it's like it's it's part that they don't want on themselves. And so what? The, yeah. What in the world is the was the point of it? Well, because I think Caitlyn Jenner was mad because uh, Dylan's exact quote was um, basically she talked about going to the mall. She was in shorts, people noticing that she was in shorts and noticing her. And she said they were staring directly at my crotch because my crotch doesn't look like other women's crotches. And so Caitlyn Jenner was basically like, oh, you're talking about your penis. Like it was it was. What it was, in the world is the point of that comment? Yeah. Yeah. It was disgusting. Um, and so, yeah, not only did. Um, why am I blanking? Caitlyn misgender Dylan but then also doubled down on her statement by following up with because she got a lot of hate for that obviously because Dylan has a yeah. huge following and all of the followers and, and just not even followers but just normal kind people yeah. stood up for her and so Caitlin ended up deleting that tweet but then posted another one and it said there's a difference between acceptance and tolerance and normalizing and exposing your genitalia in a public way in a public area. I do not support that in all, in the slightest. Dylan, congrats. You're trans with a penis. What? Like, yeah. Dylan's crotch wasn't hanging out. Nope. Does Caitlin think that? Apparently. What? So Dylan ended up following up and ended up posting a response on TikTok, um, basically in response to Caitlyn Jenner and explained that they haven't quite mastered how to tuck properly yet. And so that there was, even though she was dressed feminine, there was like a little bit of a bulge. Um, and so she was basically like, I haven't learned how to properly tuck yet. And like, I can't afford surgeries like you have easy access and luxury to. So how about we not criticize? Like, yeah. And also, I just, what? I'm so confused. Why she just felt the need to say any of that to a child? Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, Dylan wasn't like, so I had my crotch just flinging about. Right. And I don't understand why this isn't tolerable and people aren't accepting it. Right. Literally she was just like, telling I was wearing clothes and people were trying to see if I had a bulge or not. Just and like being like upbeat, like yeah. just like you know it happens. Like wasn't complaint, like well not like 
angrily complaining was just like, you know, and then Caitlin just got enraged by this apparently and felt the need to insert herself into the conversation. I don't understand any of this. This is stupid. Oh, yeah. Well, Dylan came in clutch. True hero, goddess of the day. It shouldn't have to come to that, but yeah. Yeah. So she ended up posting that TikTok in response to Caitlin and she said, hi, Caitlin, I'm Dylan and we are two of the most privileged trans women in America at the moment. And that comes with a lot of responsibility. And although we have very different views on most things, a few days ago, I probably would have still been willing to sit down with you and try to connect with you in some way because I automatically have a lot of respect for you as a fellow trans woman. But then you decided to ridicule me very publicly. Girl, you're making me sound like I'm some creep for flashing and exposing myself. And I'm curious if you can think back to your early days of transitioning and being embarrassed about your body or having strangers give you dirty looks. That's why I made the video because I was embarrassed and I wanted to reclaim my body in a positive way. And now you've taken that from me and you've turned it into something ugly. A trans person invalidating another trans person's transness is pretty evil in my eyes. I've cheered you on from the second you came out, truly. And I'm so happy that you've had the surgeries you've desired. But I'm 25 years old. I'm on day 233. I can't even get bottom surgery right now if I wanted to. I haven't been on hormones long enough. I'm not as far as long, far along as you. Please be patient. Crushed it. Caitlyn Jenner needs to not be in the spotlight. No. Ever. Nope. So Dylan handled it perfectly. Yeah. Um, if you feel the need to or if you want to go educate yourself on anything, go look up her TikTok and Caitlyn Jenner. Bye. Bye. You're done. You, there's no need. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, before we move on to the next story, let's check to see if we have another sponsor for today. Sponsor. Sponsor. And we're back. Continue. Thank you. Um, so last week we touched on how Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion, even though Ooh. Twitter is not even close to being worth that. Um, and since then... <laughs> Twitter got a deal. Twitter got a deal. Yeah. Um, so since then, Twitter has already gone down the drain. Uh, we kind of talked last week about hate speech, the N-word, xenophobia yeah. has been trending like massively since the deal went through. Um, and he also reinstated... Trump's Twitter account. He fired a ton of top executives, including Twitter's CEO, a paralegal, the head of the legal department, just like a bunch of, of top, you know, big people. Um, and there have been circulating rumors that top ranking people, the ones that he didn't fire, um, are so worried about losing their jobs and their workload is so like unachievable that they've been sleeping on their office floors every night trying to make sure they're like securing their spot because he's just come in and is basically being a tyrant about things. Um, and now he's also trying to charge users for their blue verification check. Yeah, mark. I saw a thing where he's going to charge 25 bucks a month for a verified check mark. And I was like, to the people that already have it, to the people that want one, like, are you allowed to just pay for one? What? You're allowed to just pay for like we he hasn't like made a bold statement, like a clear this is what it's going to be. But basically, he's implying if you already have one, you have to pay to continue to have it. And no, bye. Right. I don't care. Right. Well, and and don't worry. He he lowered the price down to eight dollars a month instead of twenty dollars a month. Yeah. Guess what? I'm not paying. I don't want to use my Twitter account. The only reason it's not deactivated is because of brand deals I have that have to stay up for a year. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm going to deactivate my Twitter account because this is just ridiculous. Um, and then people are speculating the only reason that he is charging people for the blue check marks is because he basically broke is a very strong word, but he did some damage to his account buying Twitter because remember, he didn't want to buy Twitter. 
he initially like put in a bid and then when he realized that he was severely overpaying for it he tried to withdraw the bid so then twitter sued him and was like no nobody you already put in your bid and so then he was forced to buy twitter because he couldn't win the court like case um and so now people are speculating that like he's freaking out about how much money he spent on this and so that's why he's charging for the blue check marks and like trying to like penny pinch anywhere he can i don't know if it's true or not but i mean yeah i just so like he there was a stupid move on his part yeah so and and i think we talked a little bit last week that celebrities are like flooding off of the platform yeah because they don't want to support him it's but just gonna become a, a hate it's already a hateful place twitter yeah it's where very ing- angry bored people um, like there's also great fandom people, but like that is where I see the angriest people. I'm not saying yeah. everyone on there is, but a lot of people are just very, very angry yeah. on Twitter. And so it's just going to become a very hateful place. Like yeah. that's all it is. And like people are just going to be on Instagram. I promise there's going to be like you can already do it on like Insta stories. Just write something. But there's going to be one of the platforms oh. will pick up a like a post your thoughts today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, it's just easy. Someone else can just pick it up. It's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but there was one person, uh, his, he, his name is Rob Reiner, and he's an actor and director, and he was encouraging people to stay on Twitter to fight for democracy. I don't know, because then you're supporting the person that, like, purposely bought it. And yeah, is, if we all leave, the stock price plummets. Right. So, I don't know. Like... I'm still going to deactivate mine because I just don't want to have any part of that. Not that I use it anyway, but you know, yeah, I've been on, I have barely used it in the past like two years. Yeah. It's just, so. it's a mess. Um, okay. So this is just kind of like a weird thing that went viral, but I thought it was worth talking about. Um, so, you know, last week we talked about how the cancellation train was just plowing <laughs> through the internet. Yeah. yeah. Um, well they kept it going. Oh, so, great. Okay. <laughs> but I kind of, I, I understand the anger. I just don't agree with the cancellation. Okay. Um, so this philosophy, which is ironic, this philosophy professor named Agnes Collard tweeted out an interaction that she had with her nine-year-old daughter after Halloween. I saw this. It, okay, continue. People had opinions, um, and it did not go over well. So the tweet states from her nine-year-old daughter, Mama, you didn't throw out the Halloween candy? And then it says, background, we have a Halloween tradition where after the kids go to bed, I throw all of their candy in the garbage. The next morning, they are always filled with rage. And then, and then the daughter says, thank you so much, because she says, mama, you didn't throw out the candy. And then it says, side note, I just forgot. So it's not that she was feeling generous this year. It's that she forgot to throw away the daughter's Halloween candy. And so she tweeted this out because she thought it was funny. Mm. No. So why? No, that's mean. Yeah. The Internet came for her. Uh, Kind of rightfully so. Yeah. Again, I understand the anger. It was just the amount of hatred was a bit much, you know, curb it, curb it a little bit. We don't. She got death threats. Okay, that's no, you don't need a death threat. You can be like your child is going to resent you when Uh they get older. Right. Like, be like, hey, that's not a move. That's your kid's candy, not your candy. Right. They worked hard for that. They did. Also, yeah. if you don't want your kid to have candy, don't take them trick-or-treating. Yeah. Take them to like a harvest fest or something. Yeah. Where you just like do- Pumpkin patch. Yeah. Like a costume party. Don't take them trick-or-treating if they can't have the candy. Yeah. It's messed up. And despite all of the hate, she decided to double down 
and tweeted out, people who are morally outraged on behalf of my children don't come crying to me when your children write boring memoirs called My Parents Were Always Nice. So now she's... Are you trying to create an evil villain plot? Are you trying to give them a backstory? She's like, this is my time to shine. My villain era. (laughs) Like, what in the world? I thought she was going to be like, don't cry to me when all your kids' teeth fall out. And No, just don't cry to me when your kids complain about you being too nice to them. I don't think any kid has ever complained about that. Nope. I've never been like, wait, my mom loves me. She's a philosophy professor. (laughs) Not a psychology professor. Apparently, yeah. Um, And then she ended up, because BuzzFeed News interviewed her, and she ended up telling the interviewer that she believes not allowing her kids to gorge themselves on candy for an indefinite period of time after Halloween is a reasonable policy. She said, I think people who follow me are used to this, but this particular tweet escaped the orbit of my usual group of followers. Those people may be unaccustomed or simply do not know how to interpret a less varnished picture of parenting. You know, they don't gorge. You can just make it a tradition like, okay, so all of November after dinner, we get to have one candy. Yeah. I was always allowed like three pieces of candy a day. And then eventually I just forget about it and then yeah, and get like, thrown out. Also, if the parents can just slowly, slowly throw it out where they don't yeah. realize that you're yeah. losing candy. Exactly. Like but there's no. so many ways to handle that. And yeah, I don't agree with that method at all but death threats not a not yeah. a move guys not a move it was a bit much yeah um all right in shorter news apparently we've all been producing pr- producing we've all been pronouncing adele's name wrong it's huddle 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 so whoopsie Hotel um, rolling in the deep. Yeah, she hosted like um, a cute little interactive show this week where she allowed fans to send in questions and like the audience to ask questions. And someone in the audience said, hi, Hadell, I'm Annie from London. And she basically stopped them and was like, oh, are you from? Thought I had to burp. There it is. Okay. Um, she was like, are you from Enfield? Which yeah. there it is. Um. I think is her town that she grew up in. And she was like, you said my name perfectly. And then went on to tell everyone that indeed her fact, in fact, her name is pronounced Hadel, like H-U-H. Yeah, I guess it's from where she's from and they pronounce yeah. it that way. And so her name is Hadel. Hadel. Now we know. Now we know. Um, and was it you or was it you or Abby who gets really upset that no one says my sister's name right? I don't get upset about it. It's, was I, it you or, or Abby that was saying yes? I talk about your sister's name all the time and the pronunciation, but I don't get upset that people don't pronounce I think, it right. I think Abby got upset where she was like, no one says your sister's name right. I think it's a little ridiculous when you constantly say Colleen, 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 and then I'll hear people be like, all right, so Colleen. I'm like, mm. Well, because in the, the normal pronunciation is Colleen. Yeah. Um, but my family pronounces it Colleen. Her yeah. name is Colleen. Yeah. But like no one in my family cares. Okay. And I don't know why, but her name is Colleen, not Colleen. Yeah. So. Like coal. Like you're a coal miner. Colleen. In case anyone wanted to know. Her name's Colleen, not Colleen. Right. I know Colleen is the normal pronunciation of that spelling, but. And I always. My family has a hard time hearing the difference in words. We (laughs) don't know the words, the difference between pen and pin. And what are other ones? Reese's and Reese's. Reese's. Mm -hmm. Reese's. Reese's Reese's pieces Reese's pieces pieces isn't a word <laughs> anyway we have there's a lot of things like yeah. doom and dune we like oh it's really hard for my family to like hear the differences in those words okay um but 
she's actually named after one of my aunts whose name is Colleen. It's very French, I think. It sounds French, Colleen. I think it's Irish, Colleen. Oh, never mind. <laughs> our our last name Ballinger is German. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah. I, it, it is a thing where like I'm sure she doesn't actually care, and ah. it's just like everyone says it wrong, but. You know, she says it right, and the people in her family say it right, and that's her actual, Hudel is her name, and that's how I'm going to say it from now on. Right. But it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, the rest of the world pronounces it different. Like, I think that's happened a lot with, like, what was it, Rihanna? We announced, we were saying her name wrong. And Ariana Grande is what? Grandy. Oh, well, she did that on purpose. Oh, okay. okay that was okay. a, that was a, 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 her brother Frankie actually told her, like, we're, like, you're about to become a star. Uh-huh. And he was like, it our last that's not a good last name and he's like let's pronounce it grande oh. and so from then on out for like you know how celebrities change their names yeah. to make it like more snappy more right. hollywood it was his idea interesting and so it wasn't we weren't mispronouncing it oh it they was gave us a new name okay because it does sound better it does yeah yeah all right um okay last bit uh, our very last and final um, sad story before we move on to the good stuff is that uh, rapper, the rapper Takeoff, who's part of the group Migos. Oh, I saw that. Um, yeah, he died after he was reportedly shot after an altercation at a bowling alley in Houston on Tuesday. It's extremely unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of different like side stories coming out of people speculating what happened. And so I don't want to report on the story until it's confirmed and we know what happened because there's just no point yeah in spreading false stuff all right especially when it comes to that yeah like a death is not something no i want to mess with yeah you ready for your good news i am please give it to me all right so the biden's last week surprised their long time groundskeeper who's cared for the white house rose garden hundreds of trees and more for literally half a century wow um yes uh they chose to plant a tree in honor of him and it's an American elm, and it has a life expectancy of up to 200 years. They gave years. him more work. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, I they like, gave him more work to do. He's like, dang it. It's like one of those trees that like sheds all the time. He's like, thanks. I thought they are going to be like, they gave him a new car. That would have been. a bonus. A little more a appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Here's more work. Right. Well, Jill Biden described. Like, Emily, employee appreciation week. I'm going to post another video every week. You have to edit. Please edit. Yes, exactly. Um, so his name is, um, I'm probably going to butcher this, is Befit- Befitting Hanny. And uh, Jill described Hanny as one of the most beloved people in the White House. And over 50 years, he has served 10 American presidents, including Nixon and Bush and Obama and obviously now the Bidens. And so that was their way of honoring him. They made it into like a whole ceremony and it was really cute. Did he get a cake at least? <laughs> We're going to just imagine he did. Okay. <laughs> and maybe. Pretty, pretty not maybe, the best. Maybe a nice bonus. So. Oh, God. All right. Give um, him the day off. You gave him the opposite. <laughs> he like probably had to come in on his day off for the ceremony. He had to plant the tree himself. <laughs> They're like, here's this. He has to get out the bulldozer, the excavator. <laughs> God. All right. Well, I don't know if I consider that good news. It's more like it's, what the F news. <laughs> it's it's funny. All right. Um, Salt Lake. Okay. You got to settle. <laughs> this, he just presses his tongue against your arm. Blaze is having a moment. He's now yawning. 
All right. Um, Salt Lake City Council has moved forward with plans to release eight acres of city land to build a village of tiny homes. Oh. And these are going to be described as recovery housing. And 430 units would provide an additional transition between homelessness and stability. So awesome. This is for the people experiencing homelessness to go and live and either um, work on recovery or to find jobs or, you know, yeah, just Yeah, because it's to- honestly like... You can't get a job unless you pretty much have a bank account and you need or, or an address. You literally can't apply for jobs unless you have an address. Yeah. And you can't have a home until you have money, which you need a job for. Yeah. It's like an endless cycle of like when your car gets impounded because you didn't have a smog check, but you can't get your car out unless you get a smog check. But you can't get a smog check unless you have the car, but you can't get the car out. Right. It's like an endless. You create yep. these endless things like where literally you need an, an angel to come and yep. scoop you up. Yep. Yep. So they're also going to provide training and they're going to teach pro-social, vocational and life skills, allowing the attendees to emerge with a new set of skills that will help them find jobs and and live a little more like um, stably. Is that a word? Live stable, live a little more stable. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. That's a good news news. Um, and then Mackenzie Scott, who is a successful author, but also Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, donated $84.5 million to the Girl Scouts of America um, last month to make... Right? Sweet. It's the largest donation they've ever received um, to make up for the absence of funds because they couldn't sell as many cookies during the pandemic. So they were like, that's cute. Yeah. The organization was struggling. And so she was like here and handed them $84 million. So how did she come up with that number? 84.5. I'm sure it has something to do with taxes and some sort of write off. Yeah, that's true. Very specific. Um, Okay. This one starts off heavy, but it's a really, really good ending. Okay. Um, And just for a trigger warning, we're going to talk about uh, an attempt. Um, so in 2000, Kevin Hines jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, uh, due to his mental illness, but he survived the drop because a sea lion kept bumping his body up to the surface to keep him alive until paramedics were able to rescue him and bring him to a hospital. How do we plant a tree for the sea lion for it right. to care for? Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Kevin said on September 25th, in 2000 due to his bipolar disorder and serious psychosis i jumped off the golden gate bridge i was only 19 years old and after leaving the bridge my first thought is that i've made a a terrible mistake isn't that have you heard of the most people who survived their attempts say say that immediately that's their first thought in their head is i wish i hadn't done this yeah i think about that all the time um he said miraculously i survived and despite my severe injuries i was able to reach the surface of the water Upon resurfacing, I bobbed up and down in the frigid water surrounding me. Then something brushed my legs. I immediately feared it was a shark coming to to devour me. I tried to punch it, thinking it might bite me. However, this marine animal, whatever it was, just circled beneath me, bumping me up. And then he goes on. He wrote like a whole book. He he basically travels the country talking about mental health awareness and suicide prevention. But um, the people that came to rescue him and the onlookers that were that were watching and trying to figure out how to help him. They said it was a sea lion. It just kept bumping his body up to the surface Whoa. to keep him floating. Yeah. It's like they know. Or he was just like, this is fun. Could have been that as well. I don't care what the reasoning was. Yeah. I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Ah, all right. Uh, maybe one more thing. We're almost out of time here. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Oh, I-, I always panic when you make me choose. 
Okay. Or we could just end it. No. I have I have two more good newses. One, All right. one short. So at the children's he- health um at the children's health of Orange County in California, the hospital, Honda engineers, like the car company, designed yeah. tiny electric cars for the kids to drive to their treatments to help alleviate anxiety as they're headed off to their little treatments. That's really cute. Um, so the cars are called the Shogo, and it was specifically designed to navigate hospital hallways and transport all like the wires and the IV drips and everything. So basically, like they figured out when kids were getting transported from their rooms to x-rays or rooms to IV treatments, they were freaking out, didn't want to go. So Honda was like, here, have these cute a little... And then you get electric- to drive your car. Yeah. And That's then- really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's like a good that. one. All right. That's a good one to end on. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Emily, thank you for informing us of all of these things. If you ever have questions, comments, concerns, please nicely leave them below. We like discussions, not... What disgusting comments. Not disgusting. We like discussions, not disgusting. Um, I love you guys. Make sure you're following us on whatever you're listening to on. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. On the YouTube channel, we also have another podcast, Rachel Uncensored, which is... We're the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. Emily is planning on la- launching a podcast in February, January-ish. Yeah, I like the end of January. Mm-hmm. End of January, great. And uh, that's uh, it's all hers and another person, but I'm not involved. But it will be on the platforms if you want to watch it. Please do so. Um, I love you guys and Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of All Things Internet. Please make sure to like and follow our podcast on whichever platform you're currently listening to it on. And make sure to follow us at Podcast ATI on Twitter, where you can ask questions and get the latest updates on our show. We love you. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Ballinger, and this has been All Things Internet. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? Every night.